You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Jesus gets up on the mountain, or the mountainside, and his disciples, those that want to know more, sit and he preaches a sermon. It's a good one. It's the Son of God. It's a great sermon. And he starts by giving what is called the Beatitudes. Uh, blessed are, blessed are. And, and Neil started us off last week in the Beatitudes. And we're going to go right up until probably the next three weeks. And then we'll go into some Christmas lead up. But we're going through these statements where Jesus says, blessed is or blessed are. And as Neil talked about last week, uh, blessed, this word blessed, actually doesn't have a direct translation. Uh, you'll actually read different commentaries and all of them will try to explain this word. It's kind of, it doesn't quite exist in English. The closest that most people can make out is happy are. Jesus gets up and says, happy are. Or if you want the Greek, I'll try to pronounce it, moikos. And how it would work if we were at a wedding and it was beautiful and the bride came up, you would say, moikos, happy are you. Your friend might get a brand new car and you might be a little bit jealous. So it's the type of thing you might say under your breath. Moikos to you, mate. <laughs> but it's, it's a, a blessed. Happy are you. Moikos. And so Jesus gets up and he says, happy are these lists of people. And as you know, as Neil spoke, it's a strange list. It's not what we would think to go and say, happy are you who are mourning. Happy are you who are poor in spirit. Moikos. And it got me thinking, before we look at the blessed are the meek or happy are the meek this morning, I wanted to have a look at what we would say in modern society, moikos to, what we celebrate, what we would say, happy are them. And I'm going to use probably a form that some of you will switch off. And I'm asking to stay with me. I'm going to use a thing. There's a thing online called Instagram. Hands up. This will show how many people will switch off. So about three of you know what Instagram is. That's totally fine. Stay with me. People share photos. Basically, they celebrate their life and they share photos of moments. And it gives us a really clear picture of what our culture celebrates, what we would say moikos to. And so I jumped onto my Instagram and I chose five pictures. Uh, They're not evil, they're not bad things, they're just things we would celebrate. And I want to show you them today. Even if you don't have the internet, stay with me. So you've got this one, I've blocked out names obviously, you've got this, if you can't see it, it's a clean, nice apartment with growing plants in it, ordered in a certain way, straight out of the Ikea catalogue, and someone's come and taken a photo and gone, look at my place, and everyone's gone, moikos, blessed are you, it looks clean and orderly and really, really nice. The second one is um, an appropriate fitness shot, somebody working, better, bettering themselves in terms of fitness. And so they're taking a picture in front of a mirror. Society says to that, it's good, moikos. You're looking good. You're looking fit, moikos. Blessed are you. Happy are you. The next one were ones that I liked. You've got this group of people having a business lunch or business dinner in New York City. 
Looks pretty cool. I don't know what they're discussing, but as a young, ambitious young man, something in me goes, well, that's cool. Having a business dinner. I don't even know what about, but that's cool. Looks fancy. Moikos to him. Blessed is him. Happy must he be. And then someone backstage at a concert. Don't know the concert, but he's backstage. Blessed is him. That's awesome. So, and then just to prove I'm not having a go at these people, I've included some familiar faces off my Instagram. So the next one, you've got a family. That's, spoiler alert, that's me. And it's at my younger sister's who's here, Kirsten's wedding. All the family, my, oh, my, also lets you know a little bit about me. This is my other sister, my brother, and there's two younger ones as well. But we're in front of the cross, my sister's wedding, Moikos. Blessed are they. All smiling. And then this very attractive young lady at the beach who can't be here today. Ari's not feeling that well, so please be praying for her. She's okay, but she's just a bit upset, Tommy. But, and she's got these two beautiful daughters who are sitting at burly heads with the sun shining. They're perfectly still at the playground. Moikos. Blessed is that. This is what our society these snapshots, this is what we celebrate. It's good. These identities, the things we collect, the things we cherish, we want or own, the things we, yeah, the things that we celebrate. Now, I get that I've just used a very generational example, but it's not a generational thing. It's a human thing. Other generations had benchmarks too. What position there was a while ago, what position you held at your work was a status thing, moikos. Blessed are you for making supervisor or director. Or your weekly paycheck or the car you drove or the people you knew. How much you did for the church sometimes can be used as a bit of a status. Your collection of, your status in, your talents in. Finding benchmarks is not generational. It's a human thing. We try to find things that we can say, happy are, blessed is. Trouble is. Here's the trouble. It's temporary. Trouble is, it's beautiful, but it's temporary. Doesn't last. This is the trouble with our human snapshots, our human identities. You know, when I was 16, I wanted this one thing. Everyone, well, not everyone, but it felt like for a young 16-year-old boy, everyone had this thing. And I prayed to God one night. I'd say to God, God, give me this thing, please. Everything will be better. The world will be brighter. Everything will be solved. I can't think of another problem that would occur in my life if I had this thing. Bless me with a girlfriend. <laughs> a girl that would mutually like this pimply-faced, adolescent, angsty young man. Please. That would solve everything. And I got one. We held hands. Her name was Sarah Cameron. We held hands for two weeks. And it was amazing. I don't know when we broke up, but we just stopped holding, holding hands. So that, I guess that's when we broke up. So we might be still together. I don't know. We officially didn't talk about that, but we, we broke up. But you know what? 
It was nice. But guess what? Everything wasn't solved. The world wasn't perfect. It was actually turns out there was something else I wanted after that. It turns out there was other things in life I wanted to pursue. So I went to uni and I studied. And in the middle of exam block, final year, God, literally praying this, God, if I just get through this, I'll have a qualification. Everything will be better. <laughs> I'll never ask for anything more. Just help me pass and get through this. I passed, I got through it. Turns out there's other things, there's other things. Just hear what I'm saying. Work, please, just this promotion, just a bit more money, just... This, just this, 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 we always have something. Mez shared a couple of weeks ago, and this is a bit more closer to home, when she shared about peace that we went through a miscarriage before we had kids. And um, we sat there, and I knew some friends that kind of maybe couldn't have kids at that stage, and I said to God, God, and if you give us kids, if we're not able to have kids, please, and I just I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, everything will be okay. And they were a blessing. Obviously, we got three absolute blessing, but it turns out even after that, there was still something next. There was still something more. Does that, does, are you with me with this? Matthew 6 says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. It's a temporary thing. It makes us happy in the moment. But they're artificial. They're only snapshots. And take these pictures for a quick example. I'll just go to the next slide, Miriam, back to the photos for just a moment. Nobody can, that I know, at least that has kids, can keep those plants alive and that place that orderly all the time. If you can, fantastic. Love you to come in here during the week and give Michael a hand. He's doing a great job and order this place around and clean. That's beautiful. Fitness is great. I reckon my suspicion is a few here that would know that as you get older, your body might start to rust, perhaps. <laughs> not many here, not many here, but maybe you know that. So it's great to be fit. Don't get me wrong. It's great to be healthy and look after the temple of the Holy Spirit. But it is temporary, sorry. It is temporary. As these kids get older, see less of each other, get busy, have kids of their own. I know, and it breaks my heart, I know there will be some really sad stuff that goes on because life is broken. I know we always won't be smiling in front of a cross at our little sister's wedding. Unfortunately, it's beautiful, it's a snapshot, but it's not eternal, it's artificial in the moment. And three minutes after that, both kids were screaming, me and Mez had a tiff. And I think we spent that afternoon, as we put the kids to bed, I think we spent the night on, like, not the night, spent the uh, rest of the night on different couches reading our books quietly because we are a bit cranky at each other. So, till we went to bed. But, yeah, artificial. It's nice, it's beautiful. Parents might watch, how does she get the kids to sit so quietly? It was for a second, a snapshot. It was beautiful for a snapshot, but it's artificial. The same was true for the human sitting there 2,000 years ago at the foot of Jesus. They were, under, they were saying things like, if only we could get freedom from the Romans. There were people chasing careers, riches, money, different things, benchmarks. 
In fact, they were even a little more direct. And this is totally false, but this is what they believed. If you were handicapped in those days, you were obviously cursed from God and you belonged outside the city gates if you were bad enough. If you were healthy, then you were blessed. Unlike our society where we imply that, not handicapped, but we imply different things meaning blessed, they actually went out and just said it. Totally inappropriate, but at least they actually admitted that they had benchmarks, that they said, happy are those people, blessed are those people. And then Jesus gets up and he says this, and I'll just read just the three again that Neil covered, because they all build on each other. Blessed are the poor, happy are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy or blessed are those that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And the one we're going to look at just for a moment, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Completely countercultural, completely backwards for what they were sitting waiting for him to say, blessed are. Quick uh, dictionary meaning of meek. Quiet, gentle, and easily imposed on and submissive. That's what meek are. Quiet, gentle, easily imposed on and submissive. Neil covered the last two last week, and today we're going to cover meek. From the surface, I've heard other sermons on this. And Sometimes the preacher will try to cram all these statements into benchmarks and they'll say, you need to be this to be happy. That's not a holistic view of what Jesus is preaching on. You don't have to go, I'm feeling really joyful today, not poor in spirit, I better do something to make me sad so Jesus blesses me. Not what it's saying. I'm not mourning today, I better lose something or someone so I can mourn. Not what it's saying. And again with meek, I better go get oppressed or I better go quieten down is not all it is saying. It is not another mountain to climb, not another benchmark Jesus is giving us. In fact, it's deeper than that. Instead, these lines offer much more. They offer encouragement, challenge, and blessing, depending on where you are at. Jesus' full intent is not to give us new benchmarks, new things to make us happy, but he wants to speak into the already. He's speaking into the people that are there right then. People that are in this room right now. He's speaking into the now. Let me explain. He's saying, stop. Seriously, stop. Stop pursuing these things that are around the corner. Stop whatever you're in, whatever pain you face, whatever heartache is grabbing at your life. And I'm telling you this now as well. Not for those people, not just for those people back then. Whatever loneliness you feel or frustration that is overwhelming you right now, stop. Jesus is here. The kingdom is near. And I, or Jesus, wants to work in you. Wants to actually bless you 
in the situation you find yourself in. He's offering encouragement, challenge and blessing depending on where the people are. Firstly, be encouraged where you are. Be encouraged where you are when you hear these things. It says in Psalms 37, 11, which Jesus actually referenced in saying the meek, it says, but the meek shall inherit the land, delight themselves in abundance, peace. Be encouraged. For example, I don't know your story. I don't know where you are at, but there is something in this for you this morning. Maybe you are gentle. Maybe you are a behind-the-scenes person. Maybe no one really sees your private prayers for this church and for the people around you. Maybe no one knows what you do in this place and in this community. And sometimes when you're feeling weak and tired in your meekness, you wonder if God sees you, if God knows. He's saying now, he does. He does. Be encouraged. In your meekness, your meekness actually allows, in your gentleness, in your behind the scenes, Jesus actually sees what you do. And he says, you inherit the earth. Your meekness means that he can actually speak to you. Your quietness means you're not too loud to drown out his voice. If that's you this morning, if you feel that you're tread on, or not even tread on, that you're just the person behind the scenes, faithful to Jesus. Jesus sees you and be encouraged. Blessed, moikos, happy are you. Because Jesus sees it, he loves you, and your meekness means a greater connection with him. For others in this room, it could be a challenge, this statement. I put dare to grow. Because not a bad challenge, a challenge in which God can teach you something, where you are. For others in this room, you might be really busy, maybe super important, maybe super driven or ambitious. And I put maybe you're so awesome <laughs> that with a, with a lowercase a that you sometimes can't see the capital awesomeness of God. Sometimes you're so busy you can't notice what God is doing in your life. You're too loud to hear the small, soft voice. For you, this statement, happier than meek, this becomes a challenge for you. To not always need the last say. To not always be right. To not always need to be the smartest and loudest or most successful in the room. Be challenged with this. Let God stir within this. It's not a judgment. It's a chance to grow and soften and hear God's voice in the meekness. To submit control, to be more submissive, to give up the chase of the world's happiness to see that God is chasing you. Sometimes we need to stop chasing happiness long enough to see Jesus, the way to true happiness, is chasing us. 
And then lastly, the last person in the room might need to hear this this morning. They might need to know that they can be blessed. Allow God to draw close where you are. These are just a couple of scenarios. Maybe I'm speaking to a lady here that finds herself in a violent and domestic violence relationship or at least just oppression and manipulation. Jesus is not saying stay meek in that, stay there, not one bit. He's saying I'm there with you and I can help you get out if it's bad enough. He's saying, and it's so strange to think about, but he's saying, I want to bless you in that. Not with a financial, nothing like that. He wants to bless you with his presence. He wants to bless you with his comfort. He wants to bless you with his power. Maybe that's what you need to hear this morning. Maybe it may not be exactly that. Maybe you've just lost your job and you feel disempowered. You feel tread on by the world. Jesus is not saying, cool, stay there. Don't look for another job. That's very meek of you. He's not saying that. saying, let me in. Let me moikos, let me bless you in that. Let me draw closer to you. Let me encourage, challenge and grow you is the blessing. And then the kingdom come. When it's all okay, that's the prize. It's the wider message of the gospel. If you don't know the story of Jesus, it says, while we were still sinners, while we're still destructive, while we're still disconnected, while we were still doing our own thing, Jesus came, drew close to us and blessed us with him connected us back to the Father. In our moments right now, wherever you are, God is there. He wants to draw near to you. He wants to grow you. He wants to bless the moment. You just have to want it and sometimes be meek enough to accept it. A big part of what I want to build or see built here at the church is small groups. Uh, It doesn't work for everybody. Um, It can be one-on-one relationship. I know a lot of you have been crossing the room and having coffees with one another and connecting with some of our new and existing people. But I want to see that happen more. I want want the sermon on Sunday not to just be a nice thought for your week and then you never give it another thought and wait for the next one. I want us to chew on it, think about it, ask God which one of these we are. And so we're starting a few different small groups. If you want to be a part of that, if you want to host one, let me know. But here are three questions to just ask yourself this week. It might be in your quiet time. It might be with someone you're discipling. It might be in your small group. Whatever you want to call it, cell group, discipleship group, alpha group. Don't care about the name. Care about discussion around Jesus. And so three questions I want to give to you to reflect on this week. Number one is, is my pursuit of happiness stopping me from true joy with Jesus? If so, what am I getting distracting? What am I getting distracted chasing? If you're taking notes, please write this down. Great way, take a photo, discuss it this week. Am I submitting control of my circumstances over to God? 
and kind of what in brackets, or and that, that speaks for itself actually, am I submitting control of my circumstances over to God? And number three, where I want to end this morning, where in my life do I need to let God be a blessing in? You know, we all have moments in our life that are super painful. We have moments in our life that we don't want to talk about. We have moments in our life that we have sometimes pushed down. There was this thing that came out a couple of generations ago, just it kind of this pseudo-Christian message that said, forgive and kind of forget and let it go and never let God address it and just bottle it up. What happened is a heap of marriages in the church fell apart. A heap of secrets were hidden in the church, as you see on the news all the time, and no one actually let God address the things that were in them. No one actually seeked restoration, renewal from God. They pushed them down. This is a chance. God actually wants to say in that horrible moment in your life or in that hardship or something you could be going through now, he actually wants to say, and it's weird, I know, I want to bless it. I want to renew it. I want to redeem it. Even the worst thing, he didn't cause it, but he wants to bring healing to it. So ask yourself this question, where in my life It's like kind of being a missionary to yourself. Where in my life do I need to send the missionaries to tell them the good news, the gospel, so they can be blessed? What secret, what thing has been wrapped up in my identity? Has it been a wound from a parent, a father figure, a mother figure? I don't know. Let God in. Let God bless it, redeem it, restore it. Let me me pray. Father God, You stood up 2,000 years ago and we thank you for this sermon that you preached. Happy are, you said, happy are the meek, the gentle, the submissive for they will inherit the earth, Lord. I don't know where we stand as individuals in this church, Lord, but I pray that your Holy Spirit speaks into our situation. That, of course, we let you bless us in the good fun times, but you also let us let your presence be and bless us in the painful hurt, in the hard times, in the oppressed times. Allow us to be meek enough to hear that. Allow us to be meek enough to let you in. And bring restoration through that meekness, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. We're going to um, sing one more song. We're not going to sing the benediction today again. You can come chat to me if that's a problem. The reason being is sometimes just things need to be left where they are without coming together, holding hands and singing. We've addressed some things that are pretty heavy this morning. If you want prayer for that, I don't think the right thing to do is suddenly sing the benediction together. I think the right thing to do in this last song is to come down and seek prayer off someone. Is that okay? So I'll still give a benediction, but then we just give a benediction, but then we just give a benediction.